Hey Pride fam, get ready for another episode of Pride the Podcast. Featuring special guest, writer and comedian, Dwayne Perkins. So grab you a hump day treat and take a little time to hang with Pride. Hello. No, but we have a key race alert. My name is Greater Bradley. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode, guys, of Pride the Podcast. Thank you to our friends over at Rehab Entertainment for sponsoring us today. We are yeah. happy to be back for another week, but maybe the most important week for America. This is a special edition of Pride the Podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's Saturday. It's Saturday. It's it's out of control. My name is Darrell Anthony. My name is Mr. Braden Bradley. Like I said, I'm coming to you live <laughs> from Allegheny County in Pennsylvania. We've <laughs> got some hot topics. Over I'm, to you, Adam. I'm Adam Andrew Rios. And I'm Ashley Mitchell. <laughs> and as you can see, we've been watching CNN, MSNBC. I've even flipped to Fox, who are now finally getting them into picture. And other kind networks. ABC, kind of, though. And ABC for all the hot news. How is everyone feeling with election week? I am exhausted. Yeah. Well, I you can't. You ain't getting no sleep. So tired. Brain be texting I've me been, obscene hours um, of night. I have been awake. We were together on election night on mm-hmm, Tuesday. We were. Mm-hmm. When I left here, what did I do? Wait and watch CNN some more. Mm-hmm. I went to. We bed, had to turn it off. I went to bed maybe two thirty on Tuesday. I stayed up until three or three thirty Wednesday, mm. and then I went to bed at like one or something the other day because I had to take a Xanax because I was like, this is too much. And I'm still, I'm watching CNN so to the minute. when do you minute. think we'll get, like, the official, like, official I'm glad word. you asked, Ashley. So, <laughs> according to the laws of the United States of America, mm-hmm. the certified results of the election come in 20 days after Election Day. Okay. Maybe that's wrong. You know. Producers fact check me. But, but it <laughs> could be... I thought it was the 12th. It could be 20... Well, the, that's when all of the votes over from, like, the military that are casting their ballots uh. come in and, and it varies state by state but the certified results we won't get until thanksgiving week not that that really matters right. but maybe in this case it will because it's so close okay, mm-hmm. okay. um good but to is, know. Good is to it know. is it close really? i mean didn't, I didn't our parents weird. wait on bill clinton results until like december 20th was well, you, rem- you I don't recall. I was a baby. You yeah. remember George Bush though, when Florida and yeah. the hanging chads, they had thirty days of they weren't sure what was going on because it was all dependent on Florida. Then there was so much controversy around that because it's a Republican state, and then mm-hmm. obviously it went for a Republican president. Um, but yeah, Al Gore lost that election, but did win the popular vote. And yeah. every Democratic president nominated that, has won the um, Biden Biden has now surpassed Obama for the popular vote. Like mo- He surpassed like, Obama he's, he's by surpassed like 2.7 million. He surpassed Hillary Clinton. Joe Biden is the, the one presidential nominee who has received the most votes in the history of the yeah. United States of America. Yeah, well, think, it was a previously Obama, but now it's him. Well, I think let's talk about that. I think that it's very important to note that a lot of people changed their allegiance from Republican to Democrat um, to vote 
for a Democrat this election. I think the past four years have been very triggering for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think that it's been really difficult for a lot of people to contend with in terms of like just evil. Like 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 we've had a lot of like stuff coming out of the White but House. But to give the f- I can say fucker. Sure. It's, yeah. it's 2020. It's election day and it's part of the podcast. But the fucker <laughs> in the White House, I had to give him props because he churned out a lot more votes as well. So that means people that didn't vote in the 2016 election mm-hmm. who said, oh, yeah, I am a racist. I am just the fucking disgusting scum of the earth. I'm going to vote, too. So he turned out a lot of votes as well. <laughs> he, did. he did. And I think that no matter what happens, a friend of mine the other day explained to me, it's like, we're going to win this thing, but we also have to contend with over 50% of this country does not like what my friend yeah. said. They don't like your black ass. And he's black too, so it's fine. But he was just like fifty percent of the country don't like our black asses. Well, according to you, it's not fifty percent, but well, well, it's close to half. It's yeah, close, close to half. Like, we're, which is, for the most part, we're, it's, we're split. It's too close for comfort. One percent is the, too much. But the, yes, the fact that this election is so close should not be the case. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to take something to you, Adam, to ask a question because I know that people have been kind of bringing this up. They're like, "Oh, the Latino vote suffered." Can you talk to our listeners kind of how the when they try to box all Latinos together how it's like not a thing like there are many people who spread out do you know anything about that no I can't speak on other Latinos like well no I know like, so I can I can great <laughs> all, all I know is, I is that from, the Cubans showed side. up and showed their ass right they were the predominantly the highest number that voted for Trump in the, the so Latino race. So this is this so is what the like, thing is is up until this election, we have generally generally looped in all of the Latinos as being a group of Latinos. But just like being gay, there's so many different. I want to say personas, for lack of a better word, of thought the processes. thought or the way you were raised, thought mm-hmm. processes, demographics, mm-hmm. whatever within the Latino community. So you have your Cubans, your 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 um, Puerto Ricans, your Dominicans, Dominicans. and like all of Mm -hmm. those people in their own right, it's totally fine to be brought up your own certain way. They have different thoughts. So I think what's changing in America because of this election is the perception that Latinos are a collective group that has one mindset. That is not true. At all. That is not true. Yeah, that's why we're saying I can't speak on anybody's well, no, I think, but I think it's interesting how they've kind of grouped it together, and like, and like, honestly, oh, I mean, same thing in a way for, for right. same of thing, course. same because thing Americans for black people, and this is where mm-hmm. I understand mm-hmm. what people have said. They're like, all black people should be Democrats, and it's like, well. Now we're seeing through a lot of celebrities that have spoken out, such as Ice Cube, uh, Waka Flocka. I don't know what Waka Flocka did. Let's take Lil Wayne. Why is it all the rappers? Mm. Black male rappers. Well, I hear, and this is what (laughs) I I probably shouldn't say this, but it's Pride Podcast. Um, It's because they Trump goes for them because I mean they've had a lot of women that they've had to pay to get abortions. So I mean they're kind of okay with that. Um, So Uh, I I mean. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I cannot comment. On, I cannot comment mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. Well, but I mm-hmm. what I will say is, um, wow. 
Yeah. I mean, it's just like he panders to their type of manhood, and it's like we I was going to say there's there may be an ego. That, that there's a toxic yeah. masculinity that lives that, within them. That they, lives within the hip hop community. I don't want to condemn all male hip hop um, artists because there are a lot of good men out there, but at the same time, there is a stigma mm-hmm. of you know black male rappers being. Um, uh, I don't know what the word misogynistic, word is. misogynistic, homophobic yeah. because they're in the and closet. Um, a lot of the time, yeah. just speculating over here. Well, I mean, it's what it is. It's like I, I think that the disrespect that they have toward women, for example, we've heard like hip hop artists, men for years, talking about. I'm gonna get this girl. I'm gonna fuck this pussy. I'm gonna do this. And then the moment that Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, which we talked about on an earlier podcast, come out with WAP, they're like, "Oh, that's fucked up. She shouldn't be doing that like that. We don't want our kids hearing that." And it's like, "What? Like, what <laughs> no, are you talking didn't about? Didn't you just call somebody a bitch last week? Like today? You <laughs> called him a bitch today? And it might have been the girlfriend that broke up with you, Lil Wayne. But I, you know, Ooh. I just I, he lost his girl. He did. He lost his girl. Trump. She was like, mm, "Good bye. bye. Yeah, you bye. Lose everything." She was Y'all like, you were lucky to have me anyway. Y'all did hear that Kanye, <laughs> Kanye got 60,000 votes. That's a whole other thing did, Which about. I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Everybody who voted for him is a loony too. Listen, that could be 60,000 more votes for Trump. So as a Democrat, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Fine, go vote on his dumb ass. Sure, fine. That's what I about Joe Jorgensen with the who? independent vote. She got like over... <sighs> Two percent of the vote in Georgia. This week was the first time I heard her name. Yeah, like, I no heard shit, it. Yeah, literally, guy, literally. The, you remember the red sweater guy that went viral during Santa? Jake from State State Farm? No, uh, the guy in the red sweater who was like, "I'm undecided." And he was like, uh, "Anyway, I think I see he has again, a mustache." Yeah, okay. he, they asked him again who you're going to vote for, and he was like, "Oh, I'm undecided again," and then voted third party. So, so it's like, uh, so I don't stupid. know why I would continue to give him a I do, though, really want to thank, from the bottom of my heart, Stacey Abrams. Mm, mm-hmm. Because we all know that she didn't <clears throat> didn't win the governor's seat in Atlanta because there was a lot of shady shit that went down in terms mm-hmm. of voter suppression. So she dedicated her next two years of registering voters who weren't registered. And she registered 800,000 voters. Wow. And now what's looking in looking in Georgia it's yeah. going blue it's right now. Isn't it Georgia sad is blue at this moment. Georgia. Georgia. Isn't the it Georgia? Heart, the heart of the Confederacy. Isn't it sad that the people who are most disenfranchised and marginalized are always the people who end up saving this world? Mm, I was just well, going to mention that. Yeah. Isn't it yeah. just so sad? But that, like, uh, look at Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ himself. Speak on it. Like, it's just, it just, Stacey Abrams, like, she literally was cheated out of something which we all know and she said I'm gonna put something in place so this doesn't happen again mm-hmm. and if it was not for her mm-hmm. Georgia would still be mm-hmm. red and we would not be in this situation that so true. it's just like that is very true it took her losing for yep. this to happen yep yep well that's yeah. just the story of a hero in my opinion like Agreed. always the heroes typically they lose at the beginning they have to overcome something they have to you know, get stronger within themselves, and then they come out and slam dunk. I think Joe Biden is going to give Stacey Abrams a spot in his cabinet. Uh-huh. No, I, I want mean, a spot in the cabinet. cabinet. <laughs> I'll sit behind the, Darrell, the you got, you got baggage. You, you, I was going to say, Adam, he, you got four cabinets in there that we would have these stuff for you. How do y'all feel about the McCains and how they kind of swayed 
basically Arizona. I think that it just goes to show what the integrity of a good soul, a good man, and a good family has the power to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. I was talking to Ashley about this this morning. Mm -hmm. I actually watched a clip of John, two clips. One, John McCain defending Obama against when this woman said, why would I? Mm-hmm. And he was just like, no, nah, we ain't not doing that. That's not my friend. That. Yeah. And then the other one, um, John McCain conceded um, his concession speech. And I really think that if it was not for him asking people to please embrace Obama and to give mm-hmm. him a chance and that he's a fair winner, that people would not. Because I saw the audience start off booing and then John McCain was like, stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they did. And they said, okay. Yeah. And they got on board. They will John listen. McCain, I did not agree with a lot of, a lot of and that is fine. But we're, we're okay disagreeing. We're okay disagreeing, yeah. but there's a way that politics happened with John McCain and dare I say it, George Bush, that was not what's happening now. This man right. told this man who is currently in the White House who's packing his bags and looking for all of his fake Melanias right now, literally said <laughs> running around the White House. There's running, there's just like, oh, um, I think Melania voted for Joe. Did y'all see that moving truck that was outside? The brain, yeah, they were like, I love it. No, but he, uh, I I, I think that when he told, he literally said, hey, proud boy, stand by. Like, there's a different, like, verbiage just coming from them. And they all said, you're right. Did everyone see the NAACP release a statement um, earlier today that stated for all African-American men to please stay within their house this weekend? Uh, because of everything that's going on, that there are uh, African American men who may be kidnapped, beat, that's raped, disgusting. and hung this weekend. So they're asking us all to stay in the house. That's disgusting. Well, they amped up Joe Biden's security as well. Mm-hmm. Um, something I did want to say, which we've kind of been talking about this, not recording, but, and this is going to be a hot topic and a, and a deep topic. Mm hmm. We were all mad when Trump got elected, right? Because he gave the spotlight to all of these racists in the country. Gave them a megaphone, basically. But that does not mean that racism did not exist before Trump. Right. Oh, absolutely. So, do you think in some weird, fucked up way that the error of Trump was somewhat a good thing because of these idiots have the megaphone to speak racism and at least now we know that they're racist and we can deal with it? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm thinking in like the big circle of life and like the bigger picture Mm -hmm. is like there is a carpet over the Mm -hmm. nasty Mm -hmm. like racist feelings that everybody had deep down inside Mm -hmm. and Trump said, hey, it's okay. Let's talk about it. Let's talk. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Let's talk about it. Let's like, let's elaborate on that. Like, how do you really feel? Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's fine. Mm -hmm. And so now I feel like definitely a lot of people are more educated. They definitely have, there has been a flashlight and it's just like, oh, this shit is dirty as fuck. I feel like in like the 90s and the early 2000s, it was like this nice era where there was a lot of opportunities happening. Always a work in progress, of course. But it definitely, we took steps back. So it was like, oh, that was fake. And like, we kind of didn't fully understand why we were giving these opportunities and what we were actually doing. We we're just like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you gotta, you know, we had mm-hmm. to fill a quota. You know, you have to have certain amount of POC or gay people in this establishment or this movie or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, oh, now we understand why 
things need to be equal and mm-hmm. like we're learning because this veil has been ripped off and it's like oh my god y'all really don't get it like yeah. and y'all are big mad yeah. at people getting opportunities and the playing field being leveled right. you know yep. so I do I hear that it's like mm-hmm. a, a blessing in it disguise it really really the past four years really really sucked mm-hmm. but I'm thinking in terms of Joe Biden like in his speech when he comes out and says that he's gonna win I feel like he's gonna hit on that because it's uh-huh. The truth. Yeah, it I mean, is, absolutely. It's, it's been the truth. So the only way that we can move forward is to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, educate. Educate. Education and like, is key. Come together because according to the popular vote, most people in America are good. Yeah. There's some a uh, lot. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of caveats <laughs> with that, but right, 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 right. right. <laughs> but most people voted for. Good, good and not evil right so uh, I, most people. I think that's what gives me hope anyway is. well you have to figure mm-hmm. out though you what, the bigger thing is you do have to break down who those people are because going forward you don't want those people in your lives like um cj um baker who was uh, our dp for pride the series he actually posted a photo the other day on instagram in queens and on one floor there was a trump 2020 sign and the floor directly uh, below it was black lives matter sign and it's just so crazy that those people are so close together Mm -hmm. and it's just like you don't know who's sitting next to you and listen it's okay to disagree as brayden was saying earlier we can always disagree Mm -hmm. but there's a difference between disagreeing and outright hatred and we have to be clear about that. But and about human issues. And human like, issues, which, mm-hmm. you know, something I want to bring up. Um, earlier, we had a discussion off camera in the green room talking about <laughs> phobias mm-hmm. and and how that works. And, you know, Anderson Cooper last night um, called Trump a turtle on... Uh, An obese, obese turtle. Obese turtle. Where's um, the lot? There, there's, there's been many people that have spoke out about... Uh, mm-hmm. Lindsey Graham and Mike Pence and calling them closeted gay men and using those terms Lady as G. a Lady G mm-hmm. using them as terms of attack. So, how does everyone feel about that, and how do you think that affects people using gay and overweight as a way to stab someone or hit below the belt? So, I will first say that no one called Lady G called Lindsey Graham Lady G before he called himself Lady G. Lindsey Graham called himself Lady G. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Oh, I didn't know that. I yeah. thought it was the gay porn star that started all that. No. Lindsey Graham called himself Lady G because he did not want to call himself Lindsey Graham when he was on the apps, when he was on the download trying to get... Oh, right, 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 right. His, right, right, his right. code name was Lady, Lady G. G. So he called himself that. Okay. So now America is calling himself that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm mad he's on the apps being like, I'm Lady G. I'm yeah, Lady yeah. G. He called himself. Was he in a wig? Okay, you know what? So that's okay. That brings me to my point earlier. We were discussing um, in the green room. uh Anderson Cooper is being applauded and you know, yes, queened because of what he said. Whereas, and then the thing I saw was like, well, what you're seeing is your friend jumping at the opportunity to make fun of a fat person. Mm. And I was like, okay, you know, I I can see that point. It may be a little bit of a stretch, but it is. It's the same trope like when uh, Shangela wore that stupid fat suit for laughs and giggles you know during that lip sync it was mm-hmm. like what's well, completely unnecessary but let's laugh and point and make fun because she's a fat person I get mm-hmm. that I do get and that and so it gets I to get where that. where's the line of like Darrell had mentioned and like well let's fight fire with fire you know they said some things about Angela Cooper I he, get that. he can right. fire back but it, to me it just is like you have to stop with the 
um, ingrained like narrative, narrative that, that like I'm gonna call you fat because that's gonna hurt you. Well, right. like fat is like, a bad thing, or that's that fat like, is a bad thing. Like when people use gay as like a negative attribute, right? right. Exactly. They're just like, oh, well, you're gay, right? You know, right. and I feel like, uh, I mean, and it, I've been just, guilty of it, like, oh yeah, but, like talking shit, like not in a serious way, but like, oh yeah, that fat bitch, even though I'm fat, but right. like uh-huh. you know, it's just like it's ingrained in our brains to like we're conditioned. That's negative. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, that's the same as saying like that's so gay. Like, yeah. And, like, doing yeah. That. Like middle school we as gay stuff. people do it all the time yeah. I, I used to talk to Adam about it a lot and our other roommate Delvante like saying the word faggot like I don't like that word but like I know Adam you use that word and it's like those but in instances but but like it's not okay because mm-hmm. we can't we what we have to do and I want to pass over you Brayden it's like we can't pick and choose what's okay when we want to just because we are like we can't say like well, we get to make the decision, like what you say, because we're gay or we have we're a certain size. Like we can't really do that and then use it and then expect other people not to use it. Like we have to lead by example, and at some point we have to break that mold. Like mm-hmm. we can't run around saying faggot if because we're like, oh, we took the word back. Well, did we? Because a lot of times when gay people use faggot, especially when I've heard it, it's to demean someone who is more feminine in the gay community. They say, oh, fuck that faggot. And it's like, why would you say that? Because mm-hmm. like you're saying fuck mm-hmm. them because you don't care about them. You mm-hmm. don't like them. Mm-hmm. I will say that in the next four years, we have a better opportunity to educate people mm-hmm. on all of these ingrained mm-hmm. systematic narratives that are not okay. Yeah. I am not condoning Anderson Cooper's comment, even though I did LOL. Okay. I, oh, absolutely. And, I absolutely did, too. And, yeah, yeah. And I think I, I retweeted it. I think, <laughs> I think that he said it because there are a lot of flaws of Trump, and everybody has hated him for so long. Mm-hmm. And he is a human being, and in the spirit of the heat, he said it. Again, not not condoning it. Um, it just makes me think back to, like, Drag Race, when in the reading challenge, it's like, okay, you call me fat great right. like what else is next right. like what else do you have yeah. right. you, you don't have anything else right but do like, you yeah. think though that those I'm, I'm so sorry I just yeah. want to no, 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 you know, I forget things because I drink a lot but do you <laughs> think that we would be and not saying this is okay but do you think we would be less sensitive to those phobias if they didn't attack us like do you think I would be less sensitive to a gay attack or you know less sensitive to overweight mm-hmm. fat if it didn't like hit us personally for of sure course. because sure. think about the reading challenge when they talk about the queen's grill Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we might laugh and laugh and laugh, and but kiki. if we had like a really, really messed up girl, we'd be like, "That's not funny." Right? right. You know? Yeah. So it's just like, where do we draw the line? There was something mm-hmm. that I retweeted or posted the other day. It was something about racism, and it was like, "There's three type of human beings in this world: those who do not agree with racism, those who love being racist, and then those." who just love <laughs> right i love it or those who just are complicitly racist uh-huh. because it doesn't affect them see mm-hmm. um right see see um so so yeah i do to answer your question Darrell, i do think that if they're not personally affected by the 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 cynicism and uh-huh. the attacks then mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter in their case but i will say mm-hmm. i will say that and I'll say it again, the next four years, we have a better opportunity to hopefully educate. To learn and to teach. And yeah. to like be open on both sides, I really, really hope. I hope, because yeah. I feel like these four years are going to be just cleaning up. Like, 
clean this, up. This is like the Halloween party all over again. <laughs> it's like, we had a good time, we got him in office, and now it's like, oh, fuck, now we gotta clean the house. Like, great, perfect, wonderful. Well, speaking of Halloween, Adam, we <clears> did <throat> tell our listeners we would let everyone know who we dressed up as as Halloween. If you well, didn't see on our social media. If you didn't see media. our social media. So before we head and to talk to our next extra special guest, Dwayne Perkins, comedian, and he's gonna give us some inside scoop on Saved by the Bell reboot Ow. that's coming very soon. Let's talk about Halloween. So, um, Adam, what were you for Halloween? <laughs> Was I? Oh! <laughs> I was uh, the TikTok superstar Rosa. Yes. If you don't know her, look her up. It's Adam Ray OK. I'm pretty sure, like, on all his handles or whatever. Yeah. But it was a last minute decision. I was, like I said, I was going to be a spirit. I was going to be a bottle of um, Fireball. <laughs> yeah. But then at the last second, I was like, oh my God, why don't I be Rosa? And just walk around and just be ghetto as shit. <laughs> and it was a fun, yeah, a lot of people it wasn't knew. wasn't really a stretch. Oh, you know. <laughs> I love Rosa. I thought it was freaking hilarious. I thought it was good. And, and you, stayed in char- you stayed in character. You're like, dude. That's what I'm saying. Dude, dude give me a dollar. I see it right there. Open your purse. I'm broke. You right. tried to open. <laughs> open your purse. Yes, you did. Actually. I kept asking everyone to bring me hot Cheetos and they wouldn't do it. Nobody got you hot Nobody Cheetos. Did. But the next day I did. Up. Hear from my producers that you ate some hot Cheetos with some cheese sauce, and it was good. <gasps> it it was so good. Yeah, because we had some, and I was like, "Ooh, hey, let's open that up." I was like, "We don't need anyway, telling all that." Ashley, shit. what were you, mm-hmm. Ashley? I was the incredible sea witch. Unfortunate souls. It was so good. It was good. Ursula. It was so good. Do we have so um, copyright? You know, um, all that. Listen, yeah, um, we as long only, as it's we, under 30 seconds. We right, okay. seconds so we got Disney's it. like, <laughs> hello? hello? Don't finish that one. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm fortunate. <laughs> she listen. You paid enough money for the official Disney costume. Oh, they can suck a bitch! I paid a lot of money for my <laughs> costume. <laughs> I remember when I was getting ready. Brandon was like, "You know, there's like two people in the living room, right?" <laughs> I was like, "Listen, it's mostly for the gram, but also for myself, and it's fun." Okay. We had, we had a great safe COVID. <laughs> I was like, "Party." Yeah, we, we did. Had a we did. Safe, like there was no more. Then I would say like five. It's not important. So it was literally we dressed up for each other and danced around in the kitchen. Right. Yeah, <laughs> the same people we see every day. Anyway. <laughs> and it was great. Um, Brayden and I. Brayden well, I was a poll worker at Nevada because oh my God. you were P O L E. I was moving slow as shit, y'all. You you're still moving? Like I need you to find out. So uh, what, every what five you, minutes, Brayden was like, "I'm not doing well. Mm-mm, I can't count Ooh. this ballot." Like Brayden's never doing well. I hate. He's well, Nevada is definitely on House of Heights Wi-Fi because it is taking forever. Um, hello. No, me and Jarrell dressed up. I dressed up as Angelica from the Rugrats. And I was Susie Carmichael. We were best friends. Slash hated each other, but best friends. Yeah, it was but great. And we're, listen, we had a successful first year, so we might have a second year where we do a, a you know, next couple's costume. It's fun. Not couple as in together, even though, like, he, he wants to be. Like, no, I've used that ideas. before to get out of. Drunk came up with an idea um, today. I we did. Could do. We should okay. save it. Right, right. We're going to save it. Until next year. Tune in next right. year. Tune in next year. 2025. October 2021. 2025. Fuck. Well, listen. While we mull over our Halloween costumes for upcoming years, we will be right back with comedian Dwayne Perkins. And the next key race alert. Dun 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 dun.
We have the hilarious comedian, writer, actor, one of Variety Magazine's top 10 comics to watch in 2020, Mr. Dwayne Perkins. Hey. 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 Hello, Dwayne. Hello, what it do? <laughs> what it How you doing? <laughs> you know, I am surviving day to day, moment to moment, truly. How's it going over there in Los Angeles? Uh, things are fairly good because I don't leave my house. So yeah. it's me, my boyfriend, and my dogs, and we, we have a great time. Um, but outside, <laughs> I don't know, people wilding. Uh -huh. <laughs> all that ass. Uh -huh. People wearing their masks out there. No, like some. No, places, uh... some like some places, uh, and I didn't realize how many uh, insane people lived here. Like, oh like, yeah, like you'll be driving down the street, and then you'll just see like a random like Trump rally of just like a group of people just being like, "We are here to say what we have to say," and I'm just like, "In, in LA? LA, yes, just like." In Beverly Hills, like literally, you like. It's, I actually believe that that is disgusting. Like, OC, some areas of Beverly Hills yes. are really bad, mm -hmm. and then also those same people are the people who are at LA Pride out there telling us we're all going to hell. I mean, I believe that one hundred percent. They're there. Mm -mm. True. Mm -mm. What sort of things have you been up to during this, you know, isolation pandemic? Um. I've been just mainly getting a bunch of writing done. I feel like uh, this time in particular has, um, I've been blessed to like have writing jobs because we can do it on Zoom. So mm -hmm. I've just been really focusing on doing all the things that I put off. Uh, Cause like before quarantine, I wouldn't want to be inside the house writing. But at this point I was like, well, I don't really have much else to do. I might as well try to get a check. I know that. Um, I hear that. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm so to that, the bag. Secure the bag, sis. <laughs> that's kind of been my focus of just being like, all right, just figure out, like, do as much as I can while I have the time to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good advice. Word. <laughs> so, Dwayne, you're like killing it in show business right now. Like I said earlier, Variety named you Top 10 Comics to Watch in 2020. How did, how did this moment come to you? I know you grew up in Chicago, right? So like, how how did you get to be the successful comedian, writer, actor that you are today? Um, I think it really has to do all with my identity as like a Black gay man that grew up specifically in Chicago. Uh, most people won't see Chicago as like, they see it as like a city, like a cool city, but it's truly just one of the most segregated racist places I've ever been. And so growing up, it was very clear to me like what the system was and what the rules were. And so I spent a lot of time very early on figuring out like what it meant to be successful within the means in which the people in power said success was. And okay. I'd study that and then figure out every way that I can just like fuck it up practically. Yeah. Uh, yes. So I'd find like exactly what I would want to do, figure out how to do it and then just hit that as hard as possible. So like, <clears throat> for instance, like when I started stand-up, I started to stand up in 2017. Uh, and so even to be named one of the comics to watch this year, I think is like blew my mind. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. But there was like a moment that my stand-up, like I've tracked it. So I first did stand-up in 2000, like the very end of 2016 on Thanksgiving. I was doing a sketch. I was working at Second City and it was half stand up, half sketch. I wrote most of the show. 
but I remember some Comedy Central executives came to the show to watch the comics because they were like waiting to see like if they were getting something. Uh, and then in talking to them, I saw the way that they looked at the comics versus the writers, actors. And I was like, oh, stand-up is a medium in which I can say what I want while showing that I can write, I can tell you who I am so you know like what I'm out all about in a very succinct way. So in that moment, I was like, oh, <clears throat> I'm gonna do stand-up. And I remember telling the Comedy Central exec, because uh, one of my uh, coworkers, her, her name was Sonia, Sonia Denis, she was up for, uh, she was one of their comics to watch that year. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna get that next year. And she was like, what? And I was like, I'm gonna get that next year. And she was like, but you did stand up once so far. And I was like, yeah, yeah, girl, I'm gonna get it next year. <laughs> You're like, right, I know. <laughs> like I heard what I said, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> and then that next year I was at Clusterfest and I was one of their comics to watch and we were walking down the hall. And I was like, hey, you remember when I met you last year and I told you that I was gonna get this? And then she like gasped. And then I was like, I told you. And then I just like walked away. <laughs> and it was like one of the best moments I've ever like. Yes. Uh, I'm just reveling in that moment. <laughs> now I've never done stand-up and I love to go to stand-up though. Um, and they say that comedy usually comes from like a pay, like a place of pain. So where would you say like comedy for you comes from? Is it like something that traumatic that happened or did you just see someone on TV and you were like, I can do that, I'm gonna do that. I think comedy, uh, when I was younger, I had a speech impediment. So I went through a lot of speech therapy to be able to speak. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. for a long period of my life, I was just like a listener. So I just would watch and listen. So I've, it gave me a very heightened sense of um, objectivity and just like really seeing things for what it is and like studying. And yeah. so most of my stand-up stems from just like me being black and gay in this world and being like, hey, this is the world you're selling me and this is what I'm not gonna do. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so most of my comedy stems from that place of just being like, hey, I know what the game is. So let's just like call it out. 100. That yeah. kind of brings me over to my question. You did a solo uh, show, uh, How Being Black and Gay Made Me Better Than You. Can you talk to us a little bit? Honestly, I'm take, that's something I've been saying for a long time. <laughs> um, so can you tell our listeners how you came up with that and like what, what, that, what all about that is? Yes. Yeah, so um, specifically when I started in entertainment, I kept being asked, like, how are you so confident? How are you so confident? And I was like, I don't know. Like, why are you asking me this? And then I really started to like think like, why am I so confident? And then through right. me, like going through therapy and just like thinking on like my life, the intersection of being black and gay, I don't think many people understand what that experience is. Yeah. And I think in order to survive that in the spaces that I was in, I had to very quickly know who I was mm -hmm. because I had to dictate, like I couldn't let people dictate who, who I was. So I was like, if I can't, uh, like I'd have to figure out who I was first so that when I interacted with people, I knew like I had a strong base. And so from there, I just kind of really, I think like the the intersection of like, what am I trying to say? I'm, there is this idea of being a person that society said that you should like hate yourself right. and then having to like figure out how not to. And then once I got to that point, I was like, oh, 
oh no, like I've done so much more work on myself than most of you have even started to. Like right. most, most people mm-hmm. are not asked to explore themselves in a way that like I had to because of the spaces that I was in because of my identity. And so mm-hmm. I just had a very strong sense of self. So when I entered these spaces, like when I was doing comedy, there was no way that I can walk into that space and have fear of like this. Like I've been shot at, I've had to like deal with some shit. You can't get me to fear like a nigga in a suit. Like you can't. (laughs) (laughs) And so it gave me just like a a clear mind to make choices based on what I wanted and not fear. Yeah, I really like that. I mean, you know, I think that sometimes when people think that they can get to you and they're like, oh, we're going to call you a faggot or a homo, whatever. It's like, that's all you got? Like, you, you can't shake me. Like, I'm still here. Like, yeah. sure. It's like, you think that hurts me? Great. That's who I am. All right, let's keep it moving. It's true, but it, it took a lot of, like, it takes growth and like, self-awareness mm-hmm. to realize, like, that's just something that, you know, those are words. It's yeah. My interpretation of those words and how I feel. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, because now I feel like today, if I couldn't call the baggage, like, thanks. You get to, to, to a place of like, you've done so much work on yourself. You're like, if you still think that that is offensive to me, you're dumb and I don't respect mm-hmm. you. So yeah. your opinion means nothing. Yeah. You're like, yes. Skip away. You're like, yeah. <laughs> Literally skip. <laughs> I love it. That's so funny. So how have you adjusted your comedy with the pandemic that's going on? Like, I know that that's got to have brought up so much material for you. Um, this is, I think like me doing so much has allowed me to compartmentalize parts of my comedy in ways. So like, I was talking to like stand-up friends of mine who stand-up is like their thing. They are a stand-up. I'm like, I have a lot of stuff. And so, once the medium changed and I was like, well, I'm not going to focus on stand-up because we can't do it. So I'm going to focus on things that I can do, which is writing. And so that's, I just (laughs) shifted my time to doing the thing that I think that I could like, that would be the most useful in the conditions that we have. Mm -hmm. So I've been asked to do shows and people think like, oh, you have so much to say. And I'm like, I have nothing to say. Uh, nothing. I'm like, my comedy has been translated into just like a different place because I know that like these, this is the place where I'm going to reap the most right. benefits based on these circumstances. Like, I'm not going to try to force stand up when I'm like, it's not happening. So, like, let me just do something else because energy is like finite and I don't want to give it to something that's like feels wasteful. That's that didn't sound nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I knew you meant. Yeah. It was like, well, I mean, obviously, you're not going to be in any sort of club right now yeah. or let me put all my energy into this other thing that I'm really good at. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of us had to kind of do that this during this quarantine. <laughs> everyone everyone kind of had to readjust to like what life was and mm-hmm. now what life is going to be or is. It's, mm-hmm. it's very odd. Um, I want to mm-hmm. talk to you a little bit, uh, Wild and Out, favorite one of my favorite shows love it (laughs) would love for you to talk to us about season nine of that show and your experience and everything with that um i mean um i think my personal journey with well and out was very uh, illuminating and interesting because it forced me to kind of like process some things that i 
hadn't dealt with in spaces that I have avoided. So like growing up and then I go into college, I then like found the spaces that I felt the most comfortable because I mm -hmm. was like, I have a choice now. And then, and going back into Wild and Out, the energy felt very much like where I grew up. And I didn't like deal with a lot of that. And I was like, oh, I'm triggered in a way that like it's unhealthy. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but, and then that show within itself was just like trying to expand their mindset. But I would say some people weren't, they just didn't know how to exist with gay men uh, in a way. I was, I was wondering I, I, that. Yeah. I, I was wondering two parts about that. One, how to exist as a gay man and a gay man of color, which kind of is a completely, as you stated in the beginning, is a completely different thing. And I know how it feels being in those spaces, being a black gay man, and then also being in a group with black hetero men and sometimes women it, it, it's not it's very triggering yes so it um like on because it reminded me of people that I grew up with I knew that like no one's intentions were to be terrible <laughs> right right but just in in not being exposed to certain people there were just like things that they would say that I'd have to be like you can't say that <laughs> like because right. like, like First of all, when we got there, they said out loud, we're trying gays this season. And I was like, ah, don't, don't say it like don't that. Say that. Uh, don't say that out loud. And then um, they're like, there, there was me and then one other uh, gay person that they were trying that season. He was a gay Puerto Rican man. And when mm -hmm. we would like go do stuff, they would be like, this is for all the dicks. And I would be like, no, chill. Uh, it's right. like, it was like comedy wise, while and out style is very much like you take the most obvious noticeable thing and you make a joke about it very much like middle school it has like a very like high school energy of like we're roasting and like having fun and yeah so they take a part of your identity and just like amplify it and that's what the jokes are so for me all the jokes were like you're gay and i was like yes and then it would just be awkward because i was like see ah that's not a joke <laughs> yeah. like, okay yes and then, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. and so, what are the implications of that? Give me something right. more. And so, um, there was a moment, and this is and this is where I think the intersection really played, where um, we had to have like a truth circle or something because the showrunner was like, "Oh, we should like get to know each other more." And so we're like going around saying like where we're from, and it got to me, and like the guy next to me like jumped at me, uh, and like a very like, I don't know, like like a very childlike like bullying like we're teasing each each other and then i said oh y'all got me fucked up and then i had to like tell the group like hey this is where i'm from this is what i'm about when when i was younger i got bullied and i didn't like it and i tried to kill somebody so let me tell y'all right now i don't like being bullied and i will kill each and every one of you <laughs> and they laughed like they like laughed and then i was like ha i'm not joking and then like, right okay. right and then for the rest of the season the way that they treated me and the way that they treated the other person was completely different. And I was, and I kept telling the person like, hey, you have to just like speak up for yourself because they're not going to stop treating you this way unless you like tell them to. And by the end, he unfortunately had like a mental break. And and I was like, this these spaces are hard to navigate if you have not had to navigate them before. And luckily I did. So I had like a, a mental defense, whereas this other person didn't. 
And I also had like training so that I wasn't intimidated in the space because I was like, I can do improv in my sleep. I have more training than anybody in this room. Mm-hmm. And the other guy was like a social media person. And so they mm-hmm. saw him online and he was like, I do what I do online. This is not a space that I'm thriving in. So all of that compounded onto that kind of broke him. But like, and I saw those signs. And luckily for me, I just was like, okay, let me focus. But it was very, very difficult. And I don't think they knew how it would be that because none of them were gay black men or like gay right. men of color. So it was just like an environment that was very, very difficult. Um, but like no one in particular was like terrible. It was just like, oh no, this is just like, this is not a space that knows. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's a space that like, is just stuck back, you know, like like they're children. That, that, that sounds like a very childlike space. Like no one likes to be bullied. We were talking about this earlier. Um, people don't like to be bullied. People don't like to go back and forth. It's like, if you're the, someone's making fun of you and you're making like, and they're not laughing, then like, we're not doing this. Like we're not in that space. So I'm really glad that you let them know that you are not the one, the two other three. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, talk to them. I'm like, yeah, I told y'all who I was. Like they just like, I'm very much like, if I tell you who I am, then like you can't be mistaken because I told you. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I choke you out, it's a wrap. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, I love that. You remind me so much of our roommate, Del Monte. He's very much like that as well. Like when we first met him, he was like, this is my name. This is what I don't like. I fight. <laughs> I fight. So Quickly. if we fight, it's your fault because I let you know. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, sometimes you have to let bitches know. Okay. Yeah. It's, you know, like, I think like transparency, like I truly, I made a promise to myself when I turned 25 to be as transparent as, as possible, but also mm-hmm. as kind as possible. So I think I really do. And I have trained and like learned how to speak exactly what I want to say but in a way that's like this is just my truth <laughs> no harm feelings but yeah like, right. like, you like it you like, like it yeah. yeah we exist in this world and I want my time to be here to be as pleasant as possible so if you're doing something that's upsetting me why would I not say it yeah right. 100 true okay so now you're writing for the Amber Ruffin show which I'm super excited about tell us about that whole experience I'm sure it's been a blast oh my god so I knew Amber from Second City Amber has been such a positive light in my life she got me my first writing job um, and I say she got it for me because it was a situation where my uh agent like quit and I didn't know so I had to like turn in a a writing packet and she specifically like text me like hey where's that packet and I was like what I thought my agent and then she was like send it to me and then she sent it to Michelle Uh Wolf who was also a work who was working with her at late night and that's how I got my first job and I was like without you being like hey let me help you like it she just has been great I wrote for her uh, for the WGA awards which was also really great Um, and it's been like hands down, my favorite job. It's I've never worked for a black, per, like I've never had a black boss. And okay, so it, I was about to say I know that had to be great because I had that experience once, and I was like, oh, can it be like this all the time? <laughs> and she like told us from the jump. She was like, hey, this is why I hired you three people. I hired. She told me that she hired me because I'm good at hard jokes. She hired my friend Shantir because she was like, you have a lot of heart and you know how to write things with like gravitas. And she hired Demi because she was like, you are strange and silly. 
and you three combined make me. And I was like, great. And then she was like, write what you were write for yourself because your sense of humor is mine. And last week I got to write a piece that was entirely about the song, What Would You Do by City High? And, mm-hmm. and I like pitched it and I was like, this is funny to me. And she was like, I feel the exact same way. And then we just did it. And I was like, what? I could have never done that at any job I've ever had. It's just been like the most refreshing job I've, it's just so black and so kind it's just, I really love it oh, minus like that. all the Trump jokes I, I hate writing about Trump because I but like other than that it's perfect <laughs> yeah I mean aren't we tired of talking about him Ugh, I think man. the more attention that we give him the worse off we are mm-hmm. it's, it's just you know if someone would have told us Dwayne that this is where we would be in a pandemic a race war with this person running the country, mm-hmm. like having all the protections for trans people, gay people, black people, Mexican people, like everything's being rolled back. I'm like, where, where are we? Like, I never thought I would see this world. Mm-hmm. Like we read about this in history books and we were like, wow, that shit was hard, huh? Well, now we're experiencing it. <laughs> Have you voted yet? Yeah. And it's funny because like I voted and then immediately was like, I'm so empty. <laughs> I'm just like, I feel nothing. Like, like it's just there. I, I'm trying not to live in a sense of pessimism, but like, there's just like so many things that I'm like, yo, this is humongous. Like, this is such a huge overtaking. And we, like, you, we got to start over. Like, this is broken. Like, this is so many, quarantine has just like opened so many eyes to so many holes. And it's just like, obvious that it's like this does not work and right. now we're just like living in this system that we are aware does not work so every day is like so we still just doing this this shit don't work and the amount it. of families and friends that have been broken because of these last four years i don't feel it's ever going to be repaired to be honest like there are people that i'm like I'm probably never going to talk to that person again because of some wild shit they said online. Like, we're not doing it. Like, it's really crazy. Mm-hmm. Have it you had crazy. any experiences like that in the industry at all? Um, I think my whole life I've been pretty much like a, you, it don't take much for me to chop you real quick. Because I'm like, there's too many people in this world to surround myself with people that I just don't fuck with. And yeah. So, there's just like, it's not much. And if you give me any reason to be like, ooh, that's a bad vibe. If you're mean to a waiter, I'm like, ooh, cut. Like, like mm-hmm. you don't have like basic decency. And if yeah, they're, they're just that. like, if you don't move from a place of just like basic like kindness, I'm just like, ah. <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear that. So, so growing up, did you have someone that like inspired, um, I guess two, two things, inspired your comedy in terms of writing jokes, but also inspired you as a person that wanted to go into show business? Um, like not really. I felt like very- You're like, like oh, I inspired myself. <laughs> like I felt very much like there wasn't a person, but I think like cartoons really had a tremendous impact on me. So like Looney Tunes, hmm. the Animaniacs. Like, That's like, interesting. Because like, in terms of like real people, they just never really hit it for me. Cause like- Yeah, people mm. suck. And like comedy, it was either you were white or you were like black and homophobic. And I was like, neither of these things are appealing to me. So yeah. I got lost in the fantasy of like fiction. And so like, I was inspired by like 
books and like um so my comedy is very much like a cartoon and then I majored in like animation I have like cartoons are really like the freedom of like children's programming is more inspiring to me even in this moment than like comedy like I like I watched a movie on Netflix called Over the Moon recently beautiful some of my Mm -hmm. some of my most favorite movies of the last years have been like children's films I think just the way in which you have to think about those worlds. I think I'm just like truly just trying to escape. <laughs> just like- I hear that. Uh, like, so would you- It's just, would, it's just not, I'm not here for it. Yeah. Would you say like children's, whether it's a children's book or children's movie, cartoon movie, is like, like something in your future that you would want to do? I think like most of the, of my art is very much like, a, like children's programming for grownups. Um, cause like, I think my, my like sensibility is very much like silly, goofy. I'm very mm-hmm. anti-trauma. Like I'm not trying, I'm not here for like, I want to be happy. And yeah. Joyful. Uh, but also I want to smoke a bunch of weed. So like, we're going to combine. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, that's really like what I'm about. Just be like, Hey, what's, 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 what's fun. What's joyful. But also like, let's be chill and have some fun. We still like go and say a bunch of bad words and sounds like something like you would write something really well for Cartoon Network. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Adult Swim. Adult Swim. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would be into that. I love that. One more. you need a voiceover actor. (laughs) Yes. I am always available. (laughs) I am available and my tag dues are up to date. So let me know. (laughs) Mine are not. You said mine are not. No. I truly checked yesterday. There, it was too much. I was like, oh, this is not- <laughs> you said, I can't be with it. I, yeah. Again, something I can't. So I do want to do it so that we can get those screeners. I do right. enjoy, always enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I love free things. <laughs> yeah. I, I love free. But it's, it's not free though. If you have to pay three thousand dollars for whatever, whatever. It feels free. It feels free. And we're only paying technically a hundred some dollars. Whatever. 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 I'm over it. <laughs> I ain't got it, but whatever. <laughs> All right, one more thing I want to talk about was you are a consulting producer on the new Saved by the Bell. Can't right. wait. Yes. Can't wait. Saw yes. the new trailer today. Yeah, I like know. Also, like, fun fact, I, I also play a high schooler in it. My name is Ray. So young. Yes, yes. Ray. Yes, Ray. <laughs> we grew up with Saved by the Bell. Yes. And my, I just can't. Were you a big fan of the show? Like, when it was out yeah yeah and like it it was very cool like it was just like to be like on set I was like this is crazy like oh shit like it really was really cool and I'm happy to like say a few lines that it it was I'm like this is a cool credit like just like for me as like a person right yeah well I hope it gets a second season I was watching the trailer today I was just like I ran and jumped out of bed I said wake up I said look at this trailer I said Zach and Kelly baby Tiffany Amber Thiessen said get into it like I'm back like it's great it's very fun because this like this is really about like a commentary on the old show be like oh yeah like as the world has progress we know that like the old show there was problems and now it's fun to like be able to like still joke about that of like yeah we knew like there was some like weird stuff and now we're gonna like being able to like have kids enter Bayside and be like oh y'all crazy (laughs) crazy." was like so fun to like joke about 
the, the format's a little different. I want to ask you if you can talk about it. How do you feel about, and if they do include it, you can't say I completely understand, Lisa Turtle, Screech, okay. and Mr. Belding. How do you feel about, if they were included, do you feel like it was done in the right way? And if it wasn't included, do you feel like they should have? Why weren't they? <laughs> um, I don't think I can talk about it. <laughs> I put it in a way where you didn't have to answer, but you could, I wanted to know. You could give an answer if they were not, but I, I think that the audience will hopefully be surprised with what y'all did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what we do here. We throw you curveballs. Right. We, right. right. we try. We're always trying to get the team. I mean, I loved it. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, all right. Mario Lopez looked great, great shirtless. He looked great. He always looks good. He, 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 he is aging wonderfully. He looks so great. I need to get the number to his doctor. I need to get his number. Can I get his number? He said, Dwayne, do you have his number? Will you text him right now? I don't even think I've met him. I've like seen him from afar. Oh, yeah. I've seen him at the I saw, I saw him in the bathroom at the Emmys. Okay, well. No, he was washing his hands. Let me clarify, people. <laughs> he was washing his hands, and I was up to the sink to wash my hands. I looked over, and I said, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, okay, don't say that. He walked out. He said, how you doing? I said, good. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a view, and there's like a five. There's like a five. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> hey girl! <laughs> it's great when it happens. Nice weather, right? Right? <laughs> Trying to play it cool. <laughs> well, Dwayne Perkins, this has been so much fun. You are just such a little gem of a light. And <laughs> I love it. So thank you so much for joining us. Yes. yes. Shooting the shit with us all crazy folks. Yeah, yeah you have back. to come back. Yeah, after Say by the Bell airs, you can come back and tell us all the time. That's when. Yes, that's, that's when you can tell the truth. Yeah. Because we want to okay. know all of it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's a good time. All right. What's it going yeah. to well, Thank you. Thanks, you. Dwayne. Thanks really Dwayne. Dwayne. Bye. You too. Bye. Speak soon. Bye bye. Love Dwayne. Thank you so much for that awesome interview and that tea of everything that's coming up. And we can can't wait. We can now happily report that Lark Voorhees will be reprising her role as Lisa Turtle on the new Say by the Bell on Peacock. So check that out in November. We're super excited. Wait, why? I wanna see your peacock. Peacock. You wouldn't say that. No, I'm I'm very excited about it and I'm happy that they brought a woman of color back because a lot of people don't remember that Lisa Turtle, Zach, and Screech are actually the ones who started Say by the Bell on uh, Good Morning Miss Bliss, which Mm -hmm. was on NBC beforehand before it transitioned to Say by the Bell. So Mm -hmm. before you had Jesse, before you had Kelly, before you had all of that nonsense, you had those people (laughs) and she and and Lisa Turtle was the lead female. So really happy that they made the decision to bring her back. You just talked about Jesse after I said Lisa. I'm so scared. But I'm excited for this new like Showgirls. No, I am too. Uh, Showgirls, no. That ended her career. Showgirls is not necessarily. It did not enter. Right, she's back for Say by the Bell. Thirty. She was in the first Wives Club. She didn't make a cameo. She was in the first Wives Club. Ashley was in the first Wives Club too on television. She sure was. She was. Huh? Monique. She was. Oh, I was like me. <laughs> I was like, wait, what are we doing? <laughs> no, I was um, Jill Scott's uh, hand 
and photo double. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I was. We'll that was that. that was a great experience. That was bougie, right? Like it was that bu- whole. I had to go get my nails done where Jill Scott gets her nails done. Ooh, I felt I that's, so that's bougie. I was like, I'm here with like you know the production. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I'm getting my nails done with, like Jill Scott. <laughs> it was real. Bougie. And they said, "Are you know, Everybody expensive. was like, "Why are you what? whispering?" They're just like, "We don't care." <laughs> don't, no. Anyway, you over there, go. No, it was very, it was very tiny. It was very exclusive. I felt Ooh. very Hollywood. Like it was like only three, like a four person like chair. It was like on, and the Upper East Side. It was like on the second floor, and it was like very small and very expensive for mm. some nails. Okay. Well, now you're uptown on the fourth floor recording a podcast. So Adam, <laughs> talk to us. Well, she's moving up. She's moving on up. Moving on up. up. Moving on up. To the west side, Washington <laughs> we, Heights. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Fuck it. Um, the upper, upper, <laughs> upper, 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 upper. upper. <laughs> No, so there's been a lot of things going around. We were talking earlier in our first segment about the election mm-hmm. and a lot of the memes and stuff that are going around. So what are some of y'all's favorite memes that y'all have seen since this election? Mm-hmm. Too many. There's so oh, many. There's so many. Um, to be honest, I haven't really been watching social media because I've been so engulfed in CNN, like literally around the clock. Yeah. Right in CNN, Brad. I can't. Mm-hmm. That's just, I mean, you know, kudos and thank I'm you for I'm addicted. Your- I'm Thank you for your service, because I asked Grandma, what, what's the update? And he can tell me immediately. I will tell you number by number, right. county by county. It's true. Wednesday, you were giving us all the updates. Oh, I, I loved it, because I was No, I appreciate it. I, I was working, it. so I had no time I, to and Brad thought, Brad, Brad I was, started messaging me. I thought probably. I was being annoyed. No, <laughs> no. I wasn't like, taking oh, the time, because nice. I was like, I have work to do. So I was just like, oh, I can just check my text messages. Brayden is updating I was updating on everything. All my I mean, normally, and then Brayden just started messaging me. We got 150,000 more ballots that we got to count. Trump is ahead by only 19,000. We got this. We got this. We got this. Also, side note, Alaska, we don't care about your votes. Fucking let us know. We don't care. Like, we really don't. Y'all aren't even in the race. Like, we don't care. So, I just wanted to put that out there. Like, nobody gives a fuck about Alaska. Wow. Wow. Fuck. I just needed to say that. I do really like that show on the Discovery Channel, though. Ice Road Truckers? No. Is that in Alaska? Alaska, the last frontier with Jules family. Oh my god, Jane. Hello, it's new Jewel, season. like that Jules? Wasn't Jewel. there a reality show, a show about Sarah Palin's daughter being pregnant? There's it's Bristol. Bristol. There's so many. She's yeah. also in Dancing with Star. She can get fucked. Yeah, she can get fucked. And her baby dad <laughs> left her. Didn't he go to jail? Probably. Mm. I guess. With Kathy Griffin. He definitely was like, with Kathy Griffin. She in jail? No. She oh. guided him to the jail. Oh, good. Because they were like in this little social media relationship. Some of the, some of the memes mm-hmm. that I'm enjoying right now are the the transit you know the Lady Gaga transition from Chromatica to 911 the <laughs> you know that that whole mm-hmm. right, right, right. and then it like transitions to Michigan and Wisconsin turning blue mm-hmm. or Pennsylvania turning blue that. That you haven't was, seen yeah, any of those fun. oh my god waking up Friday morning and seeing Georgia and Pennsylvania turn blue was just like what? <laughs> like what happened? What Duh. happened? Democracy happened. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Democracy. Happened. We knew that they were gonna wait to count in the, the mail-in ballots until uh. after the day of election ballots have been counted. We mm-hmm. knew that this was gonna be a thing, but just in the moment, Americans are just like, "Give me the answer right now! Give me the answer it's right just, now!" I, it's honestly taking way longer than I thought. Like I really? knew it would be like I knew we wouldn't have the answer on Wednesday. I knew that, but here it is, like. I don't know. I just remember days later. I just remember yeah. being a little old baby 
When, <laughs> baby. when Florida, that took them like 30 days to find Florida them. can Florida get, can get fucked. They can really get fucked. Wow. wow. <laughs> like, the, only, the only place in Florida I like, I saw Miami, y'all went blue. Orlando, y'all went blue. I fucks with y'all. St. Petersburg went blue. St. Petersburg. That's where Delvonte is Delvonte, you can stay living in this house. <laughs> I really San Antonio went blue. You know, we look mm. for the places. Mm-hmm. Oakwood, I don't think they're even on the map, but I know no, y'all no. didn't go blue. Their county definitely See, this voted. is the thing. This and red. Red is fucked. This yeah. is the thing. Wherever there's a metropolitan urban community, the big cities of America, they're mm-hmm. always blue. Why is that? Well, you said the word urban. I think you got your answer. It's just more populated. Um, there's more access well, to culture and... Culture. Like, yeah. More culture. It's just, that's just kind of how it is. It's mm-hmm. like, there's just more access. I don't want to say it's like to education, because like... Who said earlier about like, <laughs> no, why you're gonna fucking yeah. your uncle cousin? What is it that you said? Was it what? you actually who said <laughs> earlier about people, like the backwards mentality? Like, of people, like, doing... Like, they don't understand. Like, they'll have culture. They don't understand, like, geography. They don't understand anything about yeah. like government it's like poor people being like concerned about like biden's like tax plan, tax plan. baby you don't make four hundred thousand dollars y'all better go ahead and like this is literally doesn't even apply to you but they don't understand it and they're so passionate about something that they literally don't understand yeah it's like one, one another meme i saw it was like did you vote and she said yes for trump because i'm worried about biden's tax plan and the reply was you're a hostess at Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah, like, and the real like, tea, get it's like you're, Lil you're Wayne, you said you like the tax plan, you literally have a bunch of kids that you are paying child support to. What are you talking about? Lil Wayne you don't even like get the crab apple. <laughs> Lil Wayne looks like crab apple. And like, and his wife left. I love get low, but like, what's going on, sis? That's I, way too loud. I that can't. Is way too loud. I don't like it. What? The crab apple? No, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Oh. Yeah. Wait, wasn't get like low get Lil low. John? And the East Side Boys? <laughs> oh, wrong nigga. I'm <laughs> 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 Sorry, thank you, producer. <laughs> no, but still, I'm still sick of Lil Wayne. Like, I don't think that from... <laughs> Yo, I'm fucking done. <laughs> no, I'm tight. Because, like, I just feel like... I feel like, like, going back to our first segment on the, on the rail, like, there are a lot of people who... A lot of rappers who, unfortunately are going for Trump or if they're not going for Trump they may have been the 60,000 they voted for I don't know what Ice Cube's thinking because like Friday is one of my favorite movies <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with anything didn't, didn't he try to like retry and be like nah I was just having a conversation like I, I, I didn't say it, like I'm voting for him but mm-hmm. it's just like mm-hmm. Ask Cube you know, I'm gonna fuck your sign you know everyone who's Ooh. like oh Shay Jackson, yeah, Jackson. He, oh shit Jackson I want it <laughs> okay Darrell you're officially cut off <laughs> um, of what you know the this podcast no. How are you going to give it a Lassie on Lassie's show? What? Oh, I think No, it's... you messed the joke up. Fuck it. Tell me, Ashley. <laughs> It was oh. like, how are you going to get rid of Corny Collins on the Corny Collins show? And they get it all time on Lassie. Yeah, but like still, I'm Lassie. Yeah. So like, okay, we're, we're about right, to replace so you. you. Can get rid of. No, but he died. Oh, okay, no. Anyway. Oh, no. Okay, just... just so bringing it back home. I hate Brayden. Remember... <clears throat> bringing it back home... You know how people always say Manhattan is a bubble? Mm-hmm. All of our, like, the mm-hmm. cities and metropolitan areas are a bubble. Yeah. I do agree with that. I think it sure. is a bubble. But it also mm. applies to the urban areas. That shit is a bubble, too. So, like, oh, that absolutely. that argument that they, that they always throw against us liberals 
I think it's invalid completely because they themselves live in a nasty, red, stanky, ugly bubble. Sure, I gotta be stanky. I agree with that. So it's stanky. I mean, it's for sure, farmers, Darrell, sink. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I get, I get that. Listen, I think that like growing up in a town that, like I said, my graduation class was thirteen people. Uh, a whole 13 a whole people. thirteen, and I should have known that shit was unlucky from the moment. They said thirteen, but and only twelve of us. Really graduated gra- on a Friday, bitch. Yes, and only yeah, and only too. and only twelve of them was like really graduating. We let thirteen walk because we passed on because she didn't pass the tax test. Yeah, or it was. She either didn't pay her taxes or didn't pass. <laughs> no, when they passed out the diplomas, hers was empty. <gasps> hers was empty, Aww. and it was soy sad. Um, but she's doing good for herself now. She's a nurse, and she's fighting on the front line for the pandemic. So good for you. I won't say your name, but you know who you are. Because um, there's only thirteen people. There. Thirteen people. It don't take many. Um, yeah, I mean it's tough, man. I think that it's it's hard to like teach people education from places like that and it becomes very frustrating and you have to pick your battles. I will say I'm very excited, inspired, encouraged, ready for the next four years because the past four years has set us back 50, 60, 70 years and there's Mm -hmm. so much repair that Joe Biden has to do. But I'm ready for it. And like we were saying earlier in our first segment, we all are, the the ugliness has been uncovered, so let's just deal with it. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what we're going to do in the next four years, is mm-hmm. just and, fucking deal with it. And people yeah. are calling out, even with celebrities, speaking of like uh, the Real Housewives of Orange County, Bronwyn Windenberg called it out with her castmate. She's like, listen, I've spoken out about Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ issues, and I don't have a single friend on that cast who can speak out with me because they are so against it. And when she asked him why they were against it they can't really give an answer and i think that friendships like i actually and i were speaking early in the green room morality has been questioned like while most of trump's things that he did can be overturned morality cannot and now your friendships your families and all of that are mm-hmm. going to have to build the next four years you have to rebuild your friendships yep. your family and see yep. who's important to you and yep. make people realize like i'm a person i'm a human yep. i'm black I'm gay, I'm a woman, I'm Hispanic, I'm white, I'm gay. Like, we have to, like, rebuild that. And I don't think that people are ready for those conversations because then they have to face the ignorant, ugly truths within themselves. Well, as an individual, if that is the challenge and difficulties that are placed upon me in order to get America back to where it was, if not even further, Mm. I'm willing to accept because ain't nothing like... A good man. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, speaking of who's not a good man, Johnny Depp. He was recently fired um, to bring that into uh, before we close out. Johnny Depp was let go recently from the next um, uh-huh. Harry Potter because he um, put his hands on Amber Heard. And listen, mm-hmm. I, I think that now's a time where people are recognizing their evils and the things that they do and, like, a pulling good- I, I love that. <laughs> Whatever, we'll get to that later. But Johnny Depp is, he's facing those consequences. And I think now we do have to realize as people, as humans, things that you do now, mm-hmm. even in high school and college, mm-hmm. they can follow you. Ugliness so has been uncovered and is shown to the light. Mm-hmm. So if that's the silver lining of the goddamn Trump era... Then I'll take it, and it's time to really progress. We like, have put, no tolerance for bullies, you know. What I'm right. Saying? We also we, don't know about we know about clones too now because Isn't of Melania. Trump's bestie, um, Putin. <laughs> 
he's stepping down. He's stepping down too. You didn't know that? You didn't hear Breaking that? news. Give me a phone. Give me a tablet. He's like stepping down because he's got. We have to take a shot. We have to take a shot. It's very. You didn't know that? No, I have chills right now. Yeah. How do I not know this? I've been in my CNN bubble. Right. I saw another meme that was like, "Come up for air, girl." I can't, but I want to now. Okay, we yes, we Adam, have to go because reporting. I need, report Adam because I need to go oh, and no, take a shot saw, right now to it, celebrate. He just yeah, he's stepping down uh, because of his Parkinson's. So uh, breaking, breaking uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin is planning to quit in January 2021 amid speculations that he has Parkinson's disease, according to the media reports. He is 68 and he's being urged by his family members to retire due to health. That's mm-hmm. great that he still has family. What outlet is that? Um, I mean, well, there's multiple outlets. Um, Yahoo News, New York. Okay, great. Post, I believe but... that. So okay. that's <laughs> ironic because did he just amend their constitution so he could like basically stay in power? Mm-hmm. Stay in power yeah, he mm-hmm. did. All right, well, you Bust. can get fucked, Putin. This is what karma looks like. <laughs> the meme also, the poot little... a Putin. <laughs> He's a poot. The this, meme. Is, see, this is what I'm talking about is God, there is a God. Oh. There is a God and God said, I'll God let you good. have your shit for a little bit, but we are going to overcome this. God is yeah. so king. Yeah, so the meme was like, whenever you and your bestie decide to get pregnant together, him and Trump, they're going to take time off together. <laughs> oh, and another one that was like, we gave Trump the full 2020 experience. He had COVID and now he's unemployed. <gasps> that's the best meme. That, that's the, that's best, the best, meme. best one. Before we go, I want to give a special congratulations to all of my friends over at Days of Our Lives. Congratulations on hitting 55 years, guys. You made it. Congratulations. So I'm so happy about that. And who didn't make it is Trump. So he's out. Thank God. I wonder who's going to fire him. Like unofficially. Who's, who's, who's going to fire him? Like the Joe Biden already said that they're fully equipped with extra security Good. to escort trespassers out of the house. Yeah. you know how many Melania's they're going to find in the house? How many? They're going to find a lot of Melania's. Be like, where's Waldo? Uh, where's Melania? There's going to be a lot of <laughs> women in a room like, oh no, please. It's going to be crazy. I can't wait. I, I cannot wait. Anyway, we'll join you guys again next week for another episode of Pride the Podcast. This has been so much fun. Until then. Hopefully we have a new president. I hope so, too. Officially. uh, You know. And as always, I am Darrell Anthony. I'm Ashley Mitchell. I'm Adam Andrew Rios. I'm Jake Topper, coming from you. (laughs) You got them! Alligator Patty. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) From Gwinnett. Gwinnett County. (laughs) Cooter County. (laughs) Keep causing good trouble out there, people. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.